0: Welcome to The Wardrobe Muse, helping you dress from the inside out. Feeling wardrobe challenged? Discover your style with me. I love working with women to identify their authentic self through clothing, to craft and maintain simple wardrobes that reflect who they truly are and that work for their lifestyles. To work together, visit me on the web at lastwardrobe.com. Visit L-A-S-S wardrobe.com. Here's your host, Lisa. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast The Wardrobe Muse. It's Lisa here today with um, two friends from Creative Collective, and this is a North Shore based business group. We have Jay Foss on the, the tools, and we have Melissa Lynch. She is from LifeBridge. She is the director of development for LifeBridge North Shore. Her office is in Salem. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. I'm going to have Melissa, of course, introduce herself. And I'm just going to start by saying, why why is she here? Why do I have LifeBridge here? Well, LifeBridge has a phenomenal thrift shop. And that store experience was how I dropped into my relationship with LifeBridge. Um, Creative Collective does a spring fashion show every year. LifeBridge thrift shop always participates. And I got involved um, I won't get into the details, but helping them uh, one year and meeting Anne and just really getting a feel for the organization. And then um, we're both in a group called Women's Business League and Melissa's organization is our chapter in Peabody, is is our chapter charity partner. And Melissa and I have spent a lot of time together during pandemic on Zoom. And uh, I really wanted her to be here today to talk about the mission and to talk about how my business dovetails into thrifting. So let me let Melissa get in here, introduce herself and get us excited about LifeBridge and then I'll jump back in and talk a little bit about the thrift experience.
1: Melissa, welcome. Oh, thank you, Lisa. It's so nice to be with you in person after a year of seeing each other on Zoom through Women's Business League. My um, work at, at LifeBridge, as you mentioned, is Director of Development. So my my office is responsible for all the philanthropy as a nonprofit, as well as all the external communications that we do in, in the communities that we serve LifeBridge North Shore has three locations now. It uh, started originally in Salem as the Salem Mission. And we grew in 2016 by acquiring River House uh, in Beverly. and My then, hometown, outside. yay. And then we grew again uh, by expanding to Gloucester with the Gray Center. So the work of LifeBridge is really focused on helping individual men and women who are experiencing homelessness and those also who are just looking for a safe environment. So there are folks that um, maybe for some reason they can't come into shelter, maybe because of mental illness or for many reasons. But we now have these day centers in Salem and in Gloucester to provide places for people to come in and use the restroom, get uh, something to eat, to connect with our case managers, uh, to help them. So that's all part of who we serve, and we really see the issue of homelessness as a regional situation. It's not just in one community; uh, it's really throughout the North Shore.
0: I have to jump in for a minute because another touch point I have into the organization is through the Women's Fund of Essex County, and uh, through the grant process of granting our nonprofit partners across the North Shore in Essex County, we very often team up with Life Bridge and. Definitely, when they come to us with a grant opportunity, Um, it's such a valuable mission. I think you always get funded.
1: (laughs) We have received extraordinary support from the Women's Fund. Uh, We want to continue that, people. Donate to the Women's (laughs) Fund and to LifeBridge. Uh, It's probably been, I would say now... 10 years of support from the women's fund uh, where it's a, it's a grant that will last over three, a three-year period. And um, in prior years, it was really focused on uh, women programming. So we actually at LifeBridge, we have a women's group and it's an opportunity for our female clients to come together in a safe environment in our conference room to share, to maybe do activities, to release, to cope, um, to recover in a lot of in a in a safe way, but in a sharing way. Um, so that had been really where the women's fund uh, support was over the years. And then last year with the pandemic, uh, it was just really focused on what does LifeBridge need in in terms of general operations. So we we're really fortunate yeah, for to that.
0: Jump on what Melissa's saying. Um, the whole premise of the women's fund is uh, fiduciary to their donor base, and their donor base is mostly um, North Shore because we're dealing with Essex County, and always wanting to the looking at a program that was going to have long-term results for women and girls. That's just the mission of this particular fund. And then, of course, during the pandemic, um, it was a huge, huge discussion at the fund to open up and do unrestricted giving because of the severity of this crisis. So it was an, an opportunity to look at those we'd funded in the past and new. We brought in a lot of new organizations that never would have been on the docket because they didn't have that specific programming component. Mm -hmm. So folks, what I want to say is there's lots of ways out there to support an organization like LifeBridge, direct support, volunteerism, um, or supporting them through an organization like the Women's Fund, um, so that you can just give your donation there and know that it's being vetted and, and it's going to the right place. So
1: there's a lot of different ways to support an organization like LifeBridge. Uh, You mentioned meals. So we have a community meals program. And uh, before the pandemic, we had over 400 volunteers that contributed meals, whether they uh, prepared them themselves in our kitchen or now what we're seeing is focused on making the meals at home or they're contacting a caterer or a local business and then dropping them off. Um, so our community meals program is a tremendous way for folks to get involved. Um, we had a cookie brigade during the pandemic where we had a, a group of women uh, who were baking cookies and dropping them off off to our kitchen manager so she could put them in all the to-go meals.
0: I love that. Um,
1: We have volunteers in the thrift shop, as you mentioned. So those are folks that are helping sort through all the donations that we get. And then we have uh, have folks that look at our wish list. Uh, This summer, actually, I've had quite a few students on the high school and the college level who are taking the wish list and then getting it out there via email to their friends and family to say, Here's LifeBridge, an organization that's been really impacted by the pandemic, and can you try to help them with a list of personal care items and basic things, toothbrushes, toothpaste, uh, deodorant, things like that. So it's it's really neat to see how people are rallying behind us right now.
0: I love this. My rallying call for my client base is let's look at the thrift store as an opportunity to give back. So there's... Um, A vulnerability with my new clients, especially. And Melissa and I might have talked about this. Um, They're just unsure about having someone come in and assist them with looking at the contents of their closet because there's a lot of um, guilt, shame, um, the blame game, being hard on themselves that they bought these clothes that don't work. And it's not to say their whole closet is like this, but there are key purchases they made that just they wore once or twice, it's not working for them and they don't want to deal with that from a kind of an emotional place. And I say, this is a huge opportunity to help a thrift store model such as LifeBridge because we'll bring all of those things that you're not wearing to someone who really needs them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I only deal with women in my practice. Melissa, talk about um, when people donate women's clothing, shoes and accessories to the thrift store, What might happen to them? Like
1: give people that picture. Sure. So our thrift shop is located at 47 Canal Street, right in Salem. And um, our thrift shop helps us in two different ways. So it's outreach to the clients that we serve, both men and women, so if someone comes into the thrift shop and, and it's a woman that needs a warm coat or a man who has a job interview and he needs some decent shoes to wear, that's all part of our work that we do and Anne, our thrift shop manager helps them navigate it. Um, it's also a place for uh, folks who maybe they stayed with us in the in the shelter and then they got housing, which is really exciting for them. And But it's their first time moving into an apartment and they need just to start with the basics. So they come to the thrift shop and they work with Ann on looking at finding a couch and finding household essentials that they need for their new place. And Ann does this, what she calls a happy dance with them because it's really a special moment for them to move into housing. Mm -hmm. We have folks that have been, homeless for 10, 15, 20 years that have never had their own place before. And so it's it's a big moment when they come over to the thrift shop and think about things for their place and what that means.
0: I love Anne. She's just wonderful. We worked together on the fashion show for Creative Collective maybe two or three years ago, and she is really committed to this mission. So for my clients, when we start out in your closet and we start you know, selecting those things that go to the thrift shop, it might motivate Uh, my clients to then look in their attic or their basement and find maybe a home organizer to help them in those places and spaces in their house. Because if you can do it in your closet and feel good about it, you can take that same kind of premise or mindset to other aspects of your home and really find those treasures that you're never going to use. But as Melissa is saying, someone who's been homeless for many cycles can use that that couch or that table or or whatever you're needing to release, um, there's a huge power and energy in releasing things that no longer serve you to people that really are in need.
1: Yeah, I think it's the notion probably for your clients of letting go, right? But then it's also that feeling of giving back and what that means to to give to people that are so vulnerable or the people that have been struggling. Um, so at the end of the day we hope that the donors that come into the shop feel they feel good they feel good about what they've what they've done and who they've helped absolutely so, so the shop's a place for outreach but it's also uh, it's a significant revenue stream for LifeBridge as an organization as a 501c3 uh, it's actually a third of our operating budget so the the work that we do there it all really goes back to to what we're what we're doing and who we're serving so speaking to my clients and those listening who want to
0: become clients, this is the opportunity to make cleaning out your closet and refreshing your closet and looking at everything really fun. And you can see that at the end of it, you're giving. It's a great energy. We did a um, a fun Instagram stories from the thrift store a couple weeks back which is residing on a Creative North Shore, uh, their IG account, and you can see it in their story highlights. And we ran into a bunch of stores in Salem, but we wanted to definitely cover the thrift shop and make people aware that it's also a shopping opportunity for them if you really like that, that little hunt or thrifting or buying something and reimagining it. I know there's a lot of art students on the
1: North Shore. Um, talk about that aspect of it. Sure. I think it's the treasure, the treasure treasure. and the, and the hunt. Right. Um, so it's, it's finding things that, um, you know, someone walks into the shop and they might find a blouse still with tags on it. That's a designer label or, um, you know, shoes that, we're barely worn. That someone needs a perfect pair of silver shoes for some fancy thing they're going to. So, so it's it's a treasure. Um, we have people shoppers from all ages, from all demographics that love to come to the shop. In the, and we have some customers who come in on a weekly basis because they know that we have such turnover uh, every week. So they're like, okay, what's the new gem? What's the new treasure that's here at the shop? Uh, so that's where the repeat customers come into play, which I is love really cool. That.
0: Uh, One of Melissa's colleagues, Kendall, and I Mm -hmm. will be doing, I think we earmarked it for September 8th, a live um, about if you're going to go to the gala on September 30th, maybe it might be fun to see if you can find your gala outfit or a piece of your outfit right in the thrift shop. And then we can figure out a way to make it fun to post your picture and maybe tag it out. We're kind of working on that, but we want, again, to have, Fun, and wouldn't it be great since you're going to the event? Um, you can wear something that reflects the, the the whole mission. It's just a fun thing to do. This mm-hmm. accessory treasures, shoes, bags, dresses.
1: Uh, Melissa, you know you might be wearing something from there also. That's Who right. knows? That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. So our our gala that you mentioned is a night to remember. It's our signature fundraising event for LifeBridge. Um it actually the name and I remember came uh when it was under Riverhouse Many, many years ago. And so then when we acquired Riverhouse, um, John Archer, who's uh, one of our board members, um, you know, he said, you really want to think about this event. And so we were able to, to take it and grow it and enhance it. And um, very excited to, to do it on September 30th of this year at 630 at Tedesco Country Club. Um, we're being mindful of the health environment right now. And if anything were to change, then it will become a virtual event. Um, but it's a very, very important event to LifeBridge in terms of fundraising and we have sponsorships and we have ticket sales and it all goes back to focus on our mission and our mission is really focused on case management and supportive services and how do you wrap those around an individual who's struggling so that it's more than just a bed and a meal, it's working with a case manager on a regular basis. Uh, so that, that gala is really important to LifeBridge. Huge shout out to John
0: Archer, a family friend of the Santans. Um What an amazing man and what an amazing partnership to form with his organization, the River House, and uh, bringing that into the fold. So important. I think the uh, gala, I have my ticket, um, will be wonderful, whether it's live or virtual. I attended the virtual last year and it was so enjoyable Thank you. And again, it's all about the mission. So whether we're live, we always like that human touch, or whether we're doing it virtually. At the end of the day, we're supporting the mission. So that's
1: right. And um, for more information, folks can go to lifebridgenorthshore. O r g. And on our website, we have information about tickets and sponsorship, and we also have a really cool raffle this year for. Gorgeous diamond earrings uh, that were donated by Ralph and Janice James, uh, as well as to Jewelers. And so um, if folks aren't able to attend the event, but they still want to support LifeBridge, they can enter. It's $100 for a raffle ticket for gorgeous diamond earrings. And then we're also going to have an auction, an online auction, and that's going to start on September 20th. I know about that auction. I threw um, my my services into that auction. We're so, so grateful, Linda. To have that—that's
0: a like a little fun thing you can, you can do good by supporting LifeBridge, and you can maybe you know uh, get over your vulnerability, and and we'll get in your closet, and we'll end up donating. So it'll be like a double, a double hit. It'll be great fun. So Melissa, I just want to say um, about the importance of community. I mean, I had many touch points into LifeBridge, but I feel like you all, your staff, so accessible, and yourself, uh, Jason and I had had a conversation mm-hmm. about you know, something going on in Beverly, and he just was so wonderful. Um, talk a little bit about your team, and uh, that's very rare to see so much team Mm -hmm. and love among the team talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit
1: it is indeed special Um, I actually have personally been with Lightbridge for seven years this fall and it's the longest place I've ever stayed uh, at a nonprofit, and and it really has to do with the people that I work with. So you mentioned Jason Etheridge. He's our executive director. He's been with the organization for almost nine years now. And Jason started as director of development and then was promoted to executive director. Um, the majority of our staff is focused around case management. So we have case managers, and then we have direct care. Because um, our operations are 24-7, that's where the direct care staff might work a shift from four to – Midnight and the midnight to eight in the morning. So, um, so that's where the majority of our staff are. Um, we have Karen Andrew in our kitchen, and um, she's responsible for making sure that we're serving three nutritious, healthy meals. A day, along with volunteers. And uh, in the development office, we have a team of three. And then I mentioned, um, then we have staff in three locations, Salem, Beverly, and Gloucester, and then the incredible team at the thrift shop. So um, we have close to 40 employees. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that. This is great
0: Um, to serve and be able to serve a the the kind of geography that you're servicing with only 40 staff members is really said something right there.
1: Thank you. And I I think... There's a tremendous credit to our volunteers as well. Um, not only the volunteers that help with our community meals program, but the volunteers that help at all of the locations in a lot of different ways. So we have volunteers that give their talent, maybe that's through a program. Uh, before the pandemic, we had folks that were coming in that had expertise in a certain area. For example, we have a gentleman who's um, in the finance industry. And so he would come in and he would do a session in our conference room in Salem around how do you open a check checking account? How do you think about balancing... And and how do you think about savings? Because for our folks, as they're thinking about maybe getting an apartment, they have to think about first month, last month, security deposit, that kind of thing. So um, we have volunteers that that bring their skills and their their talent to LifeBridge as well. Um, we have volunteers that are out there talking about LifeBridge, raising visibility for LifeBridge. Um, in order to do this event that we talked about, the gala, we have a development committee of 14 people who are constantly talking about LifeBridge and trying to to raise uh, the visibility and, and just um, share the mission and our work that we do.
0: I think it's so critical. Homelessness and the thought of a population of underserved people is something that's it's easy not to think about, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's a lot of emotional labor to think about mm-hmm. um, that population. And then I, I think sometimes people feel like, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. So having this community resource and being able to kind of come in at many different points, right. um, maybe you don't want to be a hands-on volunteer, mm-hmm. but you want to be part of the gala Or maybe you only want to volunteer in one small way and and the gala isn't for you. There's something for everyone, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Absolutely. Um, That's where the wish list comes into play. So maybe someone um, wants to help, but they focus on online support. And that's fine, too. So there's a lot of different ways to get behind us. But truly, LifeBridge is uh, what it is today after 30 years because of the North Shore
0: community. We do have a great community here. Um, There's something about the sea and salt air Mm -hmm. from the ocean that gives Mm -hmm. us all. (laughs) But if you're listening to this podcast and you're not living north of Boston, um, go back and listen to my uh, episode. Of course, I can't remember the number of it with Second Chances. They're more based in the Boston area. They do Mm -hmm. a lot with Cambridge and Somerville. And we had a very similar conversation. Um, They don't have a, a... as big a service model, Melissa, they kind of have partners Mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. So they're very different, but the essence of what they do is very similar. And I wanted to uh, give them, you know, some time on the podcast because we do have clients in Boston as well. Sure. If you're listening beyond Boston, uh, find your life bridge in your community, find whatever organization that is and tap in and um, thrifting, recycling, when you give up your things that no longer serve you to serve a greater uh, cause, and to serve even just one person that's homeless that's going to take that job interview mm-hmm. or take that next step in life, and they're going to wear your dress or carry your bag mm-hmm. or wear your shoes that were too tight for your little toes, um, you know that energy is—it's—it's it's circulating. It's all great karma, and it's all—it's all a reason to want to clean out your closet.
1: And it's, I think at the end of the day, Lisa, it's about humanity and it's Absolutely. about helping other people and, and how they're going to feel with those, you've, you know, for them, their new shoes for, for maybe the donor oh, they wore them once or twice, but for that, that person, um, who's put, putting them on for the first time for them, it's new and they have pride.
0: Absolutely. And I think when we, when we hold things and I never want to judge my clients, but when we hold things that no longer serve us because we have these emotions, mm-hmm. Um, we're not able to help that person. So release and, and assist is going to be my motto for this podcast, just getting rid of the things that you think are subpar for you. For, for a woman in need could be an amazing, prideful moment that they put on those shoes and walk with confidence mm-hmm. into that doctor's appointment or, um, you know, Stop job it. interview right. or... Maybe a, a hearing at a court. I mean, there's there's a lot of complexity and issues that we're not facing on a day-to-day basis as the person cafetching about the contents of our closet. So mm-hmm. if we can broaden our way of thinking and our mindset, it's just a, an easy lift. It's not mm-hmm. really even a difficult way to lend a hand. Sure. I love it. Well, I will be at the gala one way or another, virtual or live. Good. Uh, Watch for our Instagram stories coming up. I think it's September 8th at 11 a.m. with Kendall. And I will, of course, you know, prompt that for people. And, um, you know, just be, I think, mindful of what is in your home that you're not using that could really, really help someone else. Let's get it out there and circulate it and get the energy moving. Melissa, thank you so
1: much. Thank you, Lisa. This was so fun to be with you and and to share LifeBridge and what we do.
0: Melissa's first podcast. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. To find out more about Lisa's sustainable style, check out LASSWardrobe.com.